I, people always say, well, don't give your stuff away for free. You know what? Until you've done it 10 times and you've got proof of concept, go do it for free. Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions, whether that is millions of people on the internet, whether that's millions of dollars in your bank, or today, we're going to be talking about millions of people in your funnel, on your website, viewing your blog. I am joined today by the founder of Drop Funnels. If you hate tech and you are looking for an easy way to build out your funnels, your websites, your blog, all the things that give you a social media presence online, you are going to want to pay attention to today's episode. I am joined by Jordan Metric. I think I'm saying that right. Everyone knows I have a hard time with names. He goes by Jordo. He lives in in Wisconsin where it is 30 degrees, which is a heat wave today. Jordo, mm-hmm. how are you doing? Well, uh, it's 30 degrees, so I'm uh, I'm out I'm outside in shorts and feeling good. Awesome. I love that. I used to live in Colorado. I would be outside in shorts in 30 degrees as well, so we are in good company. So, I mean, you're the founder of Drop Funnels. You've built this awesome software platform that helps people that are not techie get their presence online. Take us back to kind of where this got started. I mean, are you a software developer? Did you just see the need in the marketplace? Where did all of this come from? Well, I'll tell you, I, I think I'm probably the least qualified software founder, probably of all time. I'm I'm totally non-technical. I couldn't write a, a lick of code if I wanted to. Um, but I also I'm an entrepreneur and I love to launch and build things. Um, and with that, it was, you know, years ago I was using all these different platforms. So I was using WordPress, which is a very powerful infrastructure, powers 34% of the internet. It's the number one ranking factor to get organic traffic. And it's very powerful, but it's technical and difficult and time consuming. And you need to be a developer, a designer, and you plug in themes, updates. It's this monster to take care of. And so then I ended up adding on like ClickFunnels and Kajabi or Thinkific or all these different tools and kind of duct taping all these things together to build a business um, online. And it would take me months to get something off the ground and working and stable, especially to paid traffic. Um, and it just, it was, it was just so draining. And I realized, man, there's gotta be a better way to do this. And there wasn't. So as most entrepreneurs do, they solve their own problem first. So I built this system and took about our first 100 beta users, uh, our very first hundred founding members, um, along for the ride. We launched this system. It's all built on WordPress, but it's all tech free. So we stripped out anything that would keep someone from just focusing on marketing and, and growing their business. And we handle all of it, server, infrastructure, tech, everything is done. So you can just log in, build sales funnels, build websites really quickly, uh, set up a blog for organic traffic, sales pipelines to have communication with leads and digital courses. So it's all in one spot. Um, but really it was uh, solving my own problem first and ended up solving a lot of other people's as well. That's pretty awesome. I mean, that is that is where we all start, right? We solve our problems first. And once we've solved our problem really well, we can start to show other people. Tell me, do you have some success stories of the 100-ish people that you took through in the beta? How's that going? Like, what kind of results did they see? What's the feedback been? Well, the, that for obviously we've you know grown into the thousands since then. We just had our third birthday, so um, it's been really cool to make a, a splash and kind of disrupt the 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 SaaS marketing space. Uh, but that those first actually the, uh, out of those, so it's been three years. Those first out of those hundred, 
there's still 23 people on to this day and they've never canceled. They've been on since then, which is, I think, uh, very cool that they've been here uh, for that long. Um, so for a lot of people, they they were just voting on me. They were voting on me having an idea and being able to bring something to life to help them to grow their businesses. And um, But I'd say really some of the really cool success stories tend to be around when people really tap into leveraging a lot of the, especially the SEO tools that are built in, um, mm-hmm. setting up a blog, um, building sales funnels from all of our templates and everything. So I, for me, yeah, there are people who've done millions and they've done really well. For me, I, I think the biggest win is when someone gets their first sale. And so when, you know, someone we've got an, I think an 82 year old uh, who is on drop funnels and she has a, a book, she might be you know, 75 to 80, you know, right in that range, but would stereotypically not be someone that we would normally, you know, target or attract, but um, she's come in and just applied herself. And now she's selling tons of her books. She's got this travel book. So it's just very cool to see small things like that, small wins where someone had gone from making no money at all to making sales virtually automatically by just leveraging some of the the tools that are built in. That's pretty cool. I like that a lot. The, I can, man, I can see like so many people that I've worked with over my last 10 years in business, the minute that it really clicks for them is the minute that they get that first sale, because it goes from being all theory and all the work and all the thoughts. And like, man, going back to like newbie central, where everyone's like, I have this thing and I want to sell it, whether it's coaching or consulting or a book or whatever their expertise is. And they're looking at it and they have all this work that goes into getting the first sale. And the minute you get the first dollar, like all of that noise and like extra crap, clutter, junk, like head trash goes away and you just start like focusing and you start growing. Um, And being built on WordPress makes it really nice as well. I know you talked about the SEO piece. Um, As a longtime person that's on ClickFunnels, ClickFunnels is great for a sales funnel. It is not good for SEO because there's no SEO built into it. Can you touch on just really quickly, like how you like, tell me a little bit about the SEO tools and how that is easy to use and how that drives sales. Yeah. So if you think of, uh, you know, and I had used ClickFunnels for a long time too. There's a lot of sales funnel platforms these days. Uh, out there, even outside of, they just happen to be the category king, you know, and nothing bad to say about what they're doing. I think, you know, they, they built a very large movement and they've done some, some cool things iterating in the space. Um, you know, for us, we're almost like click fun. I like to call it click funnels on steroids where you're, you're able to build all of your sales funnels and do all those things and, and, and set up blogs and websites and all that, but it starts to really get amplified when you start to leverage, as I mentioned, some of these uh, SEO tools. So for example, Every blog post and every page that you put out, so like a website, a static website page, um, or like a blog post, we've and uh, even inside of individual funnel steps, you've got all these little color coded sections. So it goes red, yellow, and green. And if it's green, it means you're good to go. It's the very highest likelihood of getting ranked for your particular keywords um, in Google, which is beautiful. And so your only goal is to sit there. And look through that list and say, how can I move things from green to yellow and or from red to yellow and then yellow to green? And uh, and really to, to focus on even just a color coordinated way to, to grow um, your organic uh, baseline and helping Google really get to partner with Google because Google, what does Google want? They want people to search and to find what they're looking for. That's the number one thing that they want. So imagine if it was your sales funnel being ranked when they're searching how to lose 10 pounds in, in 30 days or whatever, and you're health fitness offer, you know, pops up as one of the, as one of the solutions. 
uh, we're really the only platform that makes it this easy to do exactly that. That's pretty sweet. I mean, that is, I've, as somebody who, I mean, I went out and I started a blog and on the blog, I would have it drive to the sales funnel, but we had mm -hmm. to, we didn't have a clear way. We used, uh, we used some plugins that gave us like ideas of whether or not it was going to land for SEO, but we never knew. And it sounds like you have really solved that. And the fact that it's just color coded and super easy, is it red, yellow, then what can we do to move it to green? I'm going to throw you, I mean, I'm sure you know this. If you were using something like Jasper or chat, chat GDP, I always get the initials wrong, like yeah. something like that to write your copy, mm. would it still work? Great question. So obviously chat, uh, chat, uh, GPT has, is exploding. It's, it's GPT three. It's going to, they're going to be coming out with GPT four, which is going to have an insane, um, it's going to completely shake up the entire world and as more than it already has. Um, and so obviously Jasper's built on open AI as well. It's all kind of using some of the same engines, yeah. um, and, and trained in different ways to produce different, uh, outputs. Um, so this is, it's a very contentious answer and discussion because there's a lot of wild uh, opinions on whether or not any of that AI-based content is actually going to help you if it's going to hurt, if it's going to hurt you. I right. think for most people, it's 80% of the equation. So if you're thinking, hey, I need this, this tool to write me an entire blog article and I do nothing, I don't know editing, I don't review it or whatever, I just put it up. Chances are, you know, because Google can sense, they know if it's AI written, they, they understand that there's algorithms that have pointed that out. But I have heard some rumblings. I can't confirm it because I'm not inside of Google, but I had heard that even recently they secretly removed the part of their algorithm that punishes AI-based content. They removed that and they're allowing it to help to kind of index and they're not filtering as much for that. Whereas a lot of AI-based content was being just crushed. Like if you put out AI content, your domain reputation yeah. would fall through the floor. So I'm curious to see where where things go. And, and again, uh, I'm sure if someone is at Google, they could confirm this conversation, whether that's true or not. Um, but I think generally, if you're, if you're gonna be doing uh, AI-based content through any AI platform, frankly, um, number one, make sure that you're editing it, at least 20% of it to change it up to, to match you and make sure that it's accurate or put it through something called like Quillbot uh, Q U I L L Quillbot. And so it can rewrite okay. it and it makes it much more, uh, human. And you can put it through some of the filters that'll kind of test for AI content. And it tends to pass like 99% of the time versus 10 or 20% on Jasper or chat, uh, GPT. That's a, okay. That is really interesting. The, uh, one of my friends in the space was talking about, so she's a copywriter. She uses a program that writes and then she takes it and she kind of tweaks it and makes sure that it is human based, right? She's doing a lot of the heavy lifting, getting some of the research, if you will, done and then making it human. But it sounds like they're going that way. I do think it's, this is kind of outside of the scope of funnels or this conversation, but I do think it is interesting to see where we are going to be. I mean, I, I knew the guys that launched Jasper slash, um, whatever it was called before Jasper, like they're here in Austin. Um, I kind of knew them through IMP and like seeing their growth trajectory and seeing how this changed. But it's like, once that wave takes off and everybody knows, I feel like it's going to change. I don't know how, I think it's going to be interesting. Let's get back to funnels and kind of websites in general. I would love your take on, 
I mean, you've seen all the people inside. You've been active for, you said, over three years. What makes a really successful funnel? Is it the tech? Is it the content? Is it the copy? What really makes that stand out from your point of view? You've seen a lot of data. Yeah, so there are three individual components to anything that's going to convert, period. So, so I like to really simplify concepts down to their primary gold nuggets. So there's three primary facets that you want to be thinking about. And funnel is only one of them. So you've got, you have, uh, you have funnel, you have your offer and you have traffic. So if we kind of focus first on the offer, that's, that's what makes things convert. How good is the offer? And it's what I call the perfect offer triad. So it's essentially, if you're, if you have an offer and you're trying to make it a lot better, it, it, it either needs to be better, faster, or more valuable than competitor offers. And the better offer always wins 100% of the time. So if if people are even comparing drop funnels to another platform, uh, we are faster. Um, in some cases, we're price competitive, but that we're not trying to be the cheapest. That's for sure. We want to be more valuable. Um, and we hope that from a tech perspective, we're the best. So if we can nail all three of those in the triad, then our offer is in a really good position. So th be th thinking about the offer first before you're ever even thinking about a funnel, because a funnel is an amplifier, just like a website, right? If if I could have the most beautiful 37-step sales funnel that's got a really crappy offer, no one's going to buy anything because that's ultimately what they're pulling out their credit card for. So number one is offer, make an irresistible offer that makes people feel so stupid for not taking it. And it even makes you feel like, I can't believe I'm giving this away for that much. That's how you know you're in that right frame. Secondly, is, is the funnel concept. And my favorite uh, format of a funnel is what I call an authority funnel. So everyone knows about websites uh, and sales funnels, and they all kind of seem a little bit different, but I like to kind of merge these into a hybrid where you've got, in fact, dropfunnels.com is, if you if you go to the site, you'll see it's an example of an authority funnel. It looks and feels like a website, but it operates like a funnel. So it's one single call to action. There's not tons of share buttons and a million menu links and just videos everywhere and, and social feeds and all that. We, we strip all that out because that doesn't actually get our leads or our traffic pushing the way that we want, and it doesn't give them what they want. So an authority funnel would be a singular page, makes you uh, look great. It's got your primary uh, value propositions there and a single call to action that pushes them into the mouth of the funnel. And then from there, it you essentially would have either a, a low ticket offer, a f oh, I should say a free offer. So it'd be like a lead magnet. You're, it's an opt-in in exchange for information. A low ticket offer would be a, uh, in under a hundred bucks typically. So a book is a good example, a free plus shipping um, kind of offer where you're giving away a book and then there's you know a profit on the back end. Um, or a high ticket offer, which always goes to booked uh, to booked calls to sell one to one. Yep. So really, we can strip all this down, and then when we get to the the traffic component, we're we're starting to fuel a machine that's automatic, and that's the beauty of setting these things up in that format. Think first about offer, then what is the path of least resistance for someone to to get to me, and that's the funnel, and then amplify that with traffic. All right, perfect. I love it. The uh, using drop funnels. If I was looking to either move over to it or get started, what's a what's a general roadmap like timeline? How how long till I can have a site up and running if I have very low tech? Like you said, you had somebody that's seventy five plus. How long do you think it took them to get up and running? Well, yeah, that's that's a great that's a great question. Uh, boy, that it just varies so widely. I mean, I've seen people who are pure technicians and they're 
like tech geniuses, they jump in and they can't figure it out. And then a complete newbie who has no idea what they're doing, they jump in there like, I can't believe this is real. This is so great. So I, I, I don't think it's necessarily the disposition before you come in that matters. It's your disposition after. So what, what are you looking to achieve? And, and then what's the path to get there in the, in the least. So there's so many things that you can do inside the platform. There's obviously websites, funnels, blogs, sales pipelines, and courses. Not every business needs all of that, right? So I always say, focus on the one thing that's going to matter the most to you. For most people, it's sales funnels. They want to build a way to, to create products, add it to a funnel, add your order bump, add an upsell, add a thank you page, and then maybe put that on your primary domain. And you're, you're already off to the races. And often that can happen in I don't know, for some people, it's 20 minutes. For some people, it's two weeks. It just kind of depends on what they what they want to do. But we we also do have some certified experts who have been certified in drop funnels and they're available to to help people kind of get things up and running if they just don't have the time. But I'd say for most people, the the biggest differentiator between those who win and and maybe those who drop off, it's just intent. It's like, do I believe that this tool is actually going to help me? If I believe that, then it's worth spending 20 minutes a day for a week or whatever to, to find out what do I need to know to make this work for me? Awesome. I think that's, I think that is very fair. I mean, we saw I, way back 2016, 17, 18, I built funnels and did the whole Facebook ads and all that, but we would see people exactly like you said, like come in and not do anything with it. We'd have other people that would get super excited and they would go all in and they would get it done. At the end of the day, I think it's probably, I feel like you have built a platform that is easy to use. It doesn't need a whole bunch of tech genius to get it plugged in and get it working. Um, it, it is really interesting to me that it is built on WordPress because WordPress is what plays the best with Google. Um, and it's going to make all of your pages rank better, which is one of the things that I know both uh, Go High Level and ClickFunnels has struggled with because their pages just won't rank. Um, Google right. knows what's and they, going they on. They tend to, especially if you're running paid traffic, they tend their pages tend to load pretty slowly. And yep. so for, you know, Amazon have found that for every 100 milliseconds of latency, like hundred milliseconds, they could lose $10 million per, per offer, right. For every 100 milliseconds. And we're talking about billions of dollars, <clears throat> billions lost in sales by having slow pages. So, you know, both Facebook, Amazon, Google, they all optimize around page speed. And so I think that's not something that we should put off last. It's actually the, one of the primary things to be considering is what infrastructure can power not, not just your ranking over time, but the immediate win of if you're, if you come to me and you have a funnel and it, it loads in, in 10 seconds and I could drop it down to two seconds instantly with no changes, period, it's going to convert higher straight yeah. up. Um, and you're going to make more sales because of it. Um, so I think it's one of the first things we should really be focusing on is like, how do we make the user experience great? Yeah, that's, I agree with that 100%. It's something that was, uh, that has not been covered in a lot of the like split test stuff, but just having a page that loads lightning fast in today's world, nobody wants to wait around. It's the first, one of the first things that makes you feel like less uh, trust or less authority for that site. You mentioned one other thing that I would love to get your take on. You said, you know, not every business needs every offer that's out there. If somebody is just getting started, let's say they are in the, maybe they've made a sale. Um, maybe they haven't. They're in that newbie category. We'll say sub 50, sub 75K sales. What is the biggest thing that they should focus on both in their offer and in their sales? Like out of everything we've kind of laid out, what's the first 
offer that they should really make and how should they be driving sales for that? Yeah. So I'd say if someone's at zero revenue, right, it's always because there's, there's either an offer problem or a belief problem. And those are two, there's a, there's a chasm between them and they both need to be aligned is that I need to have an offer that other people find valuable. That's, that's critical. I need to have something that people actually want to buy. Um, and do I believe that that offer is going to help me to get ultimately where I want to go? So people who are at zero revenue, often it's, you know, and, and I have a heart for the newbie market too. I, I was a newbie once, I know how it feels. Um, and where you're just scrounging for weeks, trying to figure out how to make a sale. Then the first one hits and then it just all explodes from there. But so I think the sooner you can make your first sale, the better. Um, but they tend to, you know, a lot of people they're looking for, they're kind of attaching themselves to the lagging indicators instead of the leading. So they're focused on how do I make money instead of how do I solve a problem? Because when you solve problems, money naturally flows in the direction of whoever's solving the biggest problems. Look at Amazon. They as, say what you will about them. They are a monster of an organization, one of the biggest in, in all of history, because they made the customer the primary focus and solved a major issue. Like what other company was going to institute and, and standardize two-day shipping or even an hour shipping for, for guys like you uh, so out in uh, Wisconsin? We don't, we don't quite have that luxury yet. But I mean, just the fact that you could get Coming. something in an hour, shocking. Yeah. So yeah, I, so I think the offer is, is critical um, and, and making that as valuable as possible. And really with that, part of the belief, the, why the belief aspect matters so much is that if I believe that this offer is good and it's actually going to work, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to pitch it a hundred times before I even think about quitting. If I think, ah, oh, this offer is not really good or I get in my head or imposter syndrome or any of those things, you know, I'm only going to go pitch it once I get shot down and I'm going to leave. I'm going to quit. Right. So yeah. the, the biggest thing you can do is to build your own self-belief by focusing on the leading indicators, not the lack, not the cash on the back end. only focus on the process, focus on offering this to more people, getting product market fit, give it away for free to people and see what they think about it. Give you yep. uh, open and honest feedback. Um, and it's the process of, of going through that and validating your offer, which is the really the linchpin to, to just tremendous growth. Awesome. I think that's, I, I cannot speak loudly enough about offer and belief. I think those are the two and having belief in what you do comes from actually having like a process. You've done it. You've, you've been in it long enough. Um, it's really interesting. Actually, my girlfriend recently got laid off. She was a sales trainer. She is like, she went, she used to work for Dale Carnegie. Then she went out and she's worked for two different companies as a sales trainer. She's very established right away. Her first thought the day, the day she got laid off, she took the night off. She had a nice, we went out to a nice dinner, like relaxed day two. She was like, I'm starting my business day four. She made her first sale because she has the belief. I know how to do this. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm making these changes and I'm moving forward where I see people really struggle with the belief is, well, I want to do, I want to be X, right? I want to, whatever it is, high ticket sales, funnels, whatever coach, energy healer. But if you haven't done it, you don't have the belief, you can't move forward, you're never going to sell. So like you said, I think I always recommend go do it. I, people always say, well, don't give your stuff away for free. You know what? Until you've done it 10 times and you've got proof of concept, go do it for free. Like, yeah. How about, how about this frame? that you haven't deserved, you, you don't deserve, you haven't earned the right to pitch 
a product for actual revenue until you until you earn the right to do that, right? That's a yeah. that's a graduation step. I'm a huge proponent of doing something. It's what I call a beta business. Any uh, so say you're trying to get clients, go out there and get a beta business client, which is someone who you can say, look, I'm learning this new thing. Would you let me try this on your business? No cost to you up front. Um, and we'll do this for a month. If you love it, give me a testimonial at the end. There's no better way to build yeah. some of that belief. And, you know, Alex Hormozzi, I love his stuff. He, he says, it's all about creating undeniable proof. So yep. build a list of proof that you are who you say you are. And it doesn't come through mantras or meditating or writing affirmations or whatever. It doesn't come through that. It comes through proof, which is I I've done this before. I can therefore do it again and again and again, and then teach other people to do that and build leverage. And that's where scale comes from. That's so, I mean, even if you look all the way back to like Ty Lopez, like I'm sitting here in the Hollywood Hills in my garage with my car, like yeah. his program was go offer to run ads for free. They pay a hundred dollars for the ad spend. And if it works, then you have proof. And that's so many people I know did really well with that program, the action takers, because it was that somewhere it got twisted to, well, I'm never doing anything for free. And it's like, well, you're going to have like all these false beliefs and you're going to have imposter syndrome. It's, it's a good point. Um, I really, really like your frame. All right. So I want to switch this up. I want to give you a chance You've, you've been around for a while. You know what works and what doesn't. We've talked about offers. We've talked about where to get started. We've talked about beliefs. What's something that you hear a lot of people talk about, throw out in the world as a must do, or you should do this, that you just want to call BS on and you want to like raise a flag and say like, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Maybe this is a better thing. Maybe you have some data to back that up or you have a story. Um, I'd love to hear what that is. Yeah, I've got a uh, <laughs> quite a contrarian view on a bit of what I would call the hustle culture, right? So, they, I mean, there we all know who it is, but there are companies out there giving awards for top line revenue, and you know they they got these awards for based on how much money you make. And if you know the backstory, like it's great to celebrate people's wins, and I think that's important, and that that helps build belief too. Celebrate your wins, big or small, but you know I think it builds a false foundation if you're just getting started, but also a false top line belief that revenue is going to make you successful. Actually, I mean, I know people who have won those awards and the way that they got it, it was, it wasn't even their revenue. One, one person sold like a million dollar house and got the yeah. award. One person uh, had been spending, had spent 20 years earning up to that amount and was able to show that and hadn't had never even used the software and they get it. So I just think, you know, for me, it's why I've never instituted income-based awards is that it doesn't show profit. It doesn't mean that you're happy. It doesn't mean that your wife or girlfriend loves you anymore. It doesn't mean that your kids feel like they matter or that, uh, you know, you still have a clean soul at the end of the day. All it does is measure one particular number that really has no impact outside of ego. It's, I should call it, it's an ego. It's a celebration of ego that, um, that I just don't think is worth celebrating. So like I would, I'd rather keep my soul clean, treat people well. And even, even at the expense of massive top line numbers, uh, you know, we've been profitable since day one. Are we the biggest in the space? No. Do I have a, a desire to be the biggest? No, I don't. I don't want those problems. Um, I just want to, you know, serve people well and, you know, help people to overcome obstacles and barriers. But ultimately I think that that whole concept of, 
chasing top line revenue. It's great to have success in business and all of that, right? But that can't be your benchmark for success because it, it, at the end of the day, you can't take it with you anyway. That's a, I think that is a good shout out. And it's, it is something that I feel the marketplace would be better served to focus on something else. So my follow-up question is what's a better metric to measure if, if I'm just getting started, or maybe I'm in the middle and I'm at like, maybe I'm at like 400, 500 K, something like that. What's a better metric that I should be searching for as mm. I'm successful or I'll leave that sure. open-ended question to you. Yeah. So I think on the business side, it's just seeing growth, right? But what I like to call healthy growth. And there's this phrase, fast up, fast down, slow up, slow down. So if you're going to explode up fast, you can crash equally as fast. Growing slowly, you know, people might scoff at this statement, but growing your business 10%, just 10% year over year is extremely healthy and stable and steady. Growing at 400%, I mean, there are, there are some unicorns, right? Jasper's a unicorn in under three years. Now they're worth over a billion dollars, right? But, you know, Dave and Austin, those guys, they're geniuses. They're so good at what they do, amazing connections, and they work extremely hard. So they've just catapulted for, for, for growth, which is a very rare case. Um, and, and, you know, if they can sustain it, amazing. I'd vote for them every day. Um, but I, I think for most business operations, and things to be shooting for. You should just be looking at stable growth. Do I have healthy growth? Am I, in the, and then kind of on the personal side, am I happy doing what I'm doing? Do I get to spend time with my family and kids at the end of the day? Or do I carry my work home with me all the time? Do I have healthy friendships and, and all these other ancillary things in our life that, that do matter, you know? And if you can, I think really the, the winningest, which by the way, is a word, I had to look it up, winningest uh, position to be in, is when you never feel like you're working a day in your life. That is like the supreme. If you've, if you're able to even just work from home, uh, or even own your own business and it can pay for your house, that is a shocking accomplishment. It's a huge thing. So people beat might beat themselves up over making ten grand a month or something. I'm like, do you know how many people would beg, borrow, steal, and kill just to have a a chance to do what you've achieved already? You know, and then we're like, oh, I'm not at a hundred thousand a month. I'm only at 10 K a month and we're beating ourselves up. So I think everything is very comparative and, you know, focusing on stable, slow, steady growth is healthy and ultimately your personal fulfillment and, and, and getting to do the things, letting your, let your business fuel your life, not necessarily the other way around. I think that is, is great, great advice. Uh, Jordo, I just want to say thanks for coming on and sharing. Dropfunnels.com is the software. If you are looking for a way to build your funnels, your web pages, your blog, get SEO traffic, dropfunnels.com. It'll be linked in the show notes. And if you're watching this on YouTube, it is down below. Anything that you want to say imparting to guests, somebody out there looking for a software platform or growing their business? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I, I would say no, it's almost like it's, it's hard to give specific advice to a general group of, of people. So I think it always has to be very custom to, to each person, but we do have a, a Slack channel. Like you go to, it's free and open. You don't even have to be a customer, but we talk about offers, marketing strategy, that's dropfunnels.com slash Slack. If someone has listened this far into the episode, you're probably interested in this stuff. So 
you're able to actually get direct access to me, ask questions from the team, other customers and people who are doing some some pretty cool things. Um, so would be happy to give more specific advice there. But I'd say biggest thing for most people, focus on the offer, continue to build that belief, get a very simple sales funnel out there and launched. You don't need a 37 step funnel to be successful. In fact, it's probably just going to overcomplicate your life and you're going to be miserable. Less is more. Uh, simplify and just focus on the things that matter. Awesome. I love it. Jordo, thanks so much for being a guest to everybody else out there. Until next time, take action, change lives and make money. We'll see you soon. Are you looking to scale your business, but trying to figure out how to get your message across? Well, go to storyselling.how to grab my free course that will show you how to discover everything that you need to build your business through stories. These stories work, whether it's in social media, email, or public speaking, there are five core stories that you'll learn. You'll be able to use all of them by the time you're done with this course. Again, that is storyselling.how. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to tune in next time.